little experiment in orthodontology, Mr. Huckle. Orthodontology? Teeth. Teeth. The scientific study of teeth. It's a cast of a tooth, wouldn't you say? Teeth? Doctor, you can't be serious. The teeth are very serious things, Mr. Huckle. Look, let's get this straight. Are you trying to tell me those rigs were chewed up by a set of giant molars? Yes. A set of giant molars that can chew through solid steel as easily as paper. Are you suggesting that we're dealing with some kind of sea monster? Yes. A monster of frightening size and power. This one they call the Doctor is a threat to us. Already he has found out too much. He must be destroyed. Welcome to Into the Time Vortex podcast. We're talking about Doctor Who. We're talking about a classic Doctor Who episode from Tom Baker era called Terror of the Zygons. I am Ken. Jeff. Julia. Terror of the Zygons. 1975. First of its season. I think it was originally supposed to be from the previous season. What's this one about? Um, the Doctor and Sarah, Jane, and Harry come back to Earth in response to a telegraph, a space-time telegraph even, from the Brigadier, who asks them to investigate the destruction of a series of North Sea oil rigs. It takes place in Scotland. There's a very annoying man playing the... <laughs> <laughs> first few minutes. <laughs> so, um, and I have a feeling the Zygons have something to do with this. You think? This is the first episode that we've ever seen the Zygons, and they wouldn't be in any other episode until the new series. Which is a so, shame, really, because they were really good, I thought. Well, they're... Their design is really good, and we'll get into that later because I have a, a beef with something. But they're kind of your – there's not much to them. They're, they're just kind of like, okay, they, they can um, morph into other um, images. Or no, they can make duplicates of others, which we've seen before in the faceless ones. <laughs> um but not much else. They kind of suck because they suckers, you know, get it. Um, what'd you think about this one anyways, the whole episode? I mean, it was a little cheesy, but, um, I, I didn't hate it, but it wasn't, it wasn't great. Yeah. I liked it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now there are some ones that I don't like. This yeah. Is a... Okay, you'll have to give the, give us that list someday. Um. Well, there's the, the last two seasons that we've had on TV. Well, yeah. So, um, this one I had a flashback. I think I had watched part of it or most of it on a Saturday morning and I sort of had a nostalgic flashback. Not that I watched this when it first came out, but a few years later when it came out over here in America, um, I do remember this was one of those ones that they showed many times and I remember 
watching it for the first time. And so it was kind of, I kind of enjoyed that a little bit. Sometimes that happens with some of the Tom Baker ones. Um, I thought the special effect at the beginning with the oil rig was pretty cool. Uh, well done. Special effects wise, I thought the Zygon design was fantastic. The monster and their spaceship. The uh, Loctus monster um, <laughs> <clears throat> was laughably bad. Well, the not 1975. I, I mean, it looked just like a god. If you watch the Godzilla movies, yeah, it's well, kind of like what Japan was doing. I, I like okay, uh, and I so can the, see. A, yeah, yeah. I, I think this. I like the stop motion in it. Uh, they did a little bit of stop motion for a couple of scenes, and I like most of it, except he had goofy. He had a goofy face. He like his eyes were like, Ooh, like, like yeah. they made him goofier than <laughs> if they if they didn't. And maybe they did it on purpose because they didn't want it to look too terrifying. But Godzilla went through a design phase where he had a goofy looking face too. So maybe that's yeah, towards his seven, yeah, towards the, in the seventies he did. So it kind of undermined the whole thing. Um, but I thought some of the high shots that they did where he was looking down, it was looking down at its victims and the, 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 the Thames River thing where it pops up like a puppet just <laughs> didn't look quite as good. <laughs> no. So I think there's some issues that it's hard to stay into, the, into it when you see stuff like that. And you're like, oh, God. But um, I don't think it was horrible, but it, it, it's... The face didn't really help too much. Um, I think the chemistry from this group I like a lot. I like um, all of them. I like the Doctor, Harry, Sarah, a uh, little bit of Benton, and um, Brigadier. Um, it's we sad. Had evil. To... We had hmm? evil Harry. We had evil Harry to this one. Yeah. Um, most of it was was the duplicate. Um, I, I like this group, and, and it's unfortunately this is sort of that, that last one because they're not together as that group anymore after that. I mean, we don't see much a unit after this at all for a while anyways, and uh, Harry's um, sort of in one more episode, right? He's, it's not him. Though. Android invasion. Yeah. Another another alien that creates duplicates. It's like, can you come up with something different? But isn't that also the, the era of the Body Snatchers movie? What, the original? It was in the 50s, 60s. No, the, so. the Leonard Nimoy one. Well, maybe. So they, a lot of this like stuff the, is all copycat. Yeah. Well, like, that was... Moonraker came out, and it went, they went into space because of Star Wars and Star Trek and all that. Yeah. So, um, I like the first cliffhanger. I don't remember what it was, but I thought it was really good. Oh, wasn't it the one where Harry, like, like pitchforks Sarah? Maybe. And, um, you know, that was a good one because you, you're not expecting that. I like how the doctor puts himself. Oh, no, 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 no. The first cliffhanger was the oh. nurse. Reveals oh. herself as his oh, icon and, and goes Sarah's, after him. And Sarah's on the phone, right? Yeah, and that's when yeah. you first see the reveal of the cre of the, the Zygons. Yeah. Um, this is um, 
I'm kind of skipping over some of this. The only this is the only season opener with a companion leaving at the beginning of the season, which is unusual. Usually, they leave in the middle or at the end. Huh. Um, so, and then this was also rare to see a newer companion who comes in later leave before the companion that had been there for a longer period of time. Because Sarah had been there for a while, Harry came in, and then Harry left before Sarah left. Usually it's, you know, someone comes in, and then someone else comes in, and then the old per older person leaves, and you know what I mean. So, yeah. I don't know if that's anything. Um, anyways, uh, I thought there were some great locations. I, I'm a big fan of location shooting in the Tom Baker era, they, in, the, in the John Pertwee era. They did quite a bit of that, um, so I like that stuff. Obviously, they weren't in Loch Ness, but they were um, where they were filming was pretty good. They weren't. I don't think so. That makes you wonder if they were even in Scotland. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think they were in. Um, I don't know if I wrote it down, but no, they're really cheap. They don't go anywhere. So they're in a backyard somewhere, and they say, "Oh, here we are in Scotland." <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I thought the uh, plot line was pretty thin. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't ever explain why they had to destroy the oil rigs. Like, what? Why? Yeah, the energy conference. That's how they're going to try to take over the world by controlling the energy. <laughs> it was not really explained. Yeah, it's a little it's a little thin. It's kind of like a, a a Russell T Davis, well, sort of like a Russell T Davis where that oh no, the plot's not important. It, it's what's important is is this this and this. And it reminded yeah. me. Yeah. But a lot of times the the well, I guess Julie would argue, but a lot of times the stories of the classic series are the stronger point. It's other things that let it down. But maybe in this case. You know, at the end they were like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna sabotage the." And it's like, really? That's or take over? They were gonna, I guess, take over the people, and that's kind of a. I'm not sure if I. Most of the villains and the monsters that came to Earth really didn't have a good plan anyway, so this one's not any better. Right. Um, I thought the music was fantastic in it. I thought yeah. the ship effects were really good. The music was not overbearing. Um. It wasn't, you know, goofy music, m mostly. So there's a lot of stuff in it that sort of um, worked, and a couple things that didn't. I have to say, it's rare for me to say that newer series designs of, of monsters and aliens are, generally speaking, better than the classic because they have more money, but I do not like the new Zygon design compared to this. The new Zygons look like blow up. They they look like they're inflated. They're all they're big, like fat the almost. Don't, the faces look fat, like you know. Yeah, like, it's just like you stuck stuck a guy, an overweight guy. In a hot dog suit type thing. Yeah, or almost like like the like the banana, you know, you know, yes. the banana guy dancing back and forth. It just looks, and the color is is a little like 
it's not dark. It's really bright, and it's brightly lit. Every time I looked at a picture online to remind me, it's like it's so – there's no texture. And um, I think the design of this is fantastic. I love how – I mean, if you look carefully, you can see folds and pieces of rubber coming off and stuff. But <laughs> it's obviously rubber. You move, they move around, and it's like blah, blah, blah. And, and they're – but I like the spaceship, how they're touching these rubber things sticking out and everything. And, you know, could be almost uh, pornographic, but still a unique design as opposed to tick, tick buttons and switches and stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. Probably a, the strongest point of the whole episode to me. I, I, maybe I got caught up in looking at all those sets and going, ooh, you know, and... and Ignored some of the negatives, but I thought the sets looked okay for 1975. Well, that's what I mean. I was, yeah. I like the designs. I like the design of they almost the Zygons almost blend into the background. You know, they almost like come out of the wall. They didn't do that, but they they could have because they the walls were the same. The the they like the same material. Like I could see one of them going, oh, I got to control this controller. Oh wait, I, I didn't realize it was your arm or something, you know. But or something else. Anyways, but story-wise, you know, once you boil it down, I don't know. You know, like I said, I like the I like the characters. I like the chemistry. I like the setting. I like everything about it. But Julia's right. I think the story is okay, but it's very typical. There's no, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, every invasion, you know, even the ones around this are kind of the same, and there's no, nothing, no tag or a pull, you know, what's that called, hook to, to get you, you know, that's a little bit different. Other than, I guess, they had a giant monster, Loch Ness, but even that was kind of like, how is that going to help them take over, I don't know. Didn't yeah, that's do, what I'm saying. The plot was very thin. <laughs> it didn't do much. The, the it lock doesn't do anything. Well, no, I mean, they it, need the Scarrison to survive. It destroyed the oil rigs. That's what it did. Yeah, yeah but they also needed to survive because it, the doctor says it like has like a fluid or something that they need. What do they do? Drink off of it or something? Yeah. <laughs> it was never so explained. I don't remember that. It's, it's like so it's a like nursemaid. No, he explains oh. it, which is why they okay. need it. And how come they cut that out? Because it was going to be too grotesque. What do they do? Physically go up to the the bottom of it and feed off of it? Like, a, well, whatever. Well, it, he, I, it was explained. In, uh, okay, I must have missed that. It's one of those, you know, who cares type thing. I had fallen in love with the design. I was like, oh, wow, what a great design. And I was like not listening to anything else. There were some annoying... The, the, the playing of the um, bagpipes got annoying after a while because it was so loud. It was really loud, yeah. <laughs> it's like, and a, I like, I don't mind bagpipes, so. Yeah. And I found it annoying, so. I found it funny that a guy with second sight actually didn't see his own uh, demise. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I was waiting for someone to say, oh, gee, I bet you he didn't see that coming. <laughs> Or did they say it? I, uh, I did like I liked the guy who played the uh, the Duke. Yeah, he, he was in 
he was in before. I forgot what he was also in another. Yeah, um, I have it written down here. Is it John, John Woodnut? Um, he was in Spearhead from Space, Frontier in Space, Keeper of Tracken. He's also been in the Avengers and other things, but he was, he's been in, you know, it's weird how the new show does okay. this occasionally because like Karen Gillan played two different parts in Doctor Who, but in the, you know, up until the, after maybe, I don't think they did it after Peter Davison or before Peter, but they would always, these actors would just play part after part after part, you know, and this is like Spearhead from Space, Frontier. Th those are yeah, like those only are like... two or three years in part, you know, and Keeper Tracking is just a couple of seasons later. So it's obviously they, they sometimes they look different, but, but he was really good in it. Well, it's the same with the Avengers. I mean, yeah, I was watching the last one and Christopher Lee was in an episode and then seven episodes later, there's Christopher Lee again. <laughs> yeah, playing a different part. Yeah, it was like and something like, like that is more noticeable because he's a bigger name. But um, they didn't playable. really. There was no durability. It was going to be shown once, and then you know, four weeks later, who's going to remember who was in what? But you know, now with obviously we get to watch him over and over again. We notice things more. He was in ten episodes of Doctor Who. Really, I only have three listed here, or four. You know. So, um, speaking of the Avengers, Diana Rigg, the news broke today that she passed away, and I'm a little bummed out by that. If I was Sunday Thorson, I'd be watching my back, because Kathy Gale, Honor Blackman, died in the spring. I think that's a coincidence. Well, but we'll find out. They went in order. Yeah, well, Ian was it Ian Hendry? He died a long time ago, right? He didn't. It wasn't recent. It wasn't earlier no. this year, was it? Okay. Yeah. Still, um, that's kind of freaky. That the two, two of the yeah. three leading ladies died in the same year, within months of each other. Two of the main characters from UFO, the, T the Jerry Anderson TV show, died within a day of each other. Two of the main characters. That was still freaky to me. Yeah, one of them was supposed to be James. What's on? Could have been James Bond. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought Diana Rigg. I hadn't seen her in much recently, but obviously she definitely. While well, she was in a Doctor Who episode, that <laughs> I, uh, that sucked. That wasn't. Uh, <clears throat> Have we reviewed that one yet? I don't even remember. Um, but it's a Matt Smith one, so the answer is no. But um, obviously, she was really good in Game of Thrones, so it was good to see um, her not necessarily go out with a bang. Well, almost. Well, the younger people know her from Game of Thrones, but the older people know her from the Avengers. Yeah, I look at the obituary and they, you know, from Game of Thrones, and I'm like, no, oh, yeah, I oh yeah, I forgot she was in that, but you know. She's been in Bond and all kinds of stuff. But anyways, uh, that's off topic. Uh, director was Douglas Canfield. Uh, He's done a producer, lot. Yeah, Douglas Canfield um, couldn't have done too many more after that because yeah, he died. Yeah. He had was it cancer or some disease? Uh, something wrong with him that I forget. Yeah, something that killed him. 
usually is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Robert Banks Stewart wrote it. Um, and he's, he's hmm? still alive. I think he just died not that long ago too, either. Or is he still alive? No, I I read two things. A fact here. I'm not sure if he's still alive. One was was Tire of the Zygons the final classic DVD release. Before, um, before Enemy of the World came out years later, but was it? Might I'm, have I'm just, been. It might have been, yeah. I, I, just, I read that somewhere, and I'm like, I didn't think that was the case, but, but maybe. And then the other thing, which um, people would know if they're not involved in the classic too much, is this Terror of the Zygons episode is referenced later on, when Sarah and uh, Rose are battling back and forth about who the they've Loch met up Ness with, monster. the Loch Ness Monster. And then Rose goes, really? Or seriously? Mm -hmm. so this is that. also the last story that has the Brigadier as recur uh, a, a recurring character. Yeah. Or as yeah, a Harry, cast member. Yeah. Yeah. Harry's not in. He's like I said, he's, you know, he's only in one more episode or the actors in one more actor. And then Brigadier shows up from time to time, but we don't yeah, see that's, him again to the fifth doctor. Yeah. That's a long gap. That's the longest gap, but that's why I kind of, you know, when I was watching this, I was kind of, Oh, that's cause I really like that unit chemistry. And this was the last of that really, you know, we see unit occasionally, but. Well, so Douglas, Courtney would have been around if for the, with the seeds of death, but he wasn't around. Yeah. That was actually supposed to be written for him. Yeah. It isn't unit in Android Invasion, but not any of the ones that we know. Oh, Benton is in it. Benton is in it? Okay, yeah. Benton was in a lot of episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I just recently, not that I'm plugging this, but I recently have been putting up interviews from some of my convention appearances, and he's um, a character for sure. Um, John you Levine should, is a you should plug them. They're, they're good. Yeah, these are interviews that were done, you know, in the '90s or '80s or whatever. And John Levine is just a, he's he can almost be annoying sometimes, but he's really. I have some footage of him going after me because I had I was video recording video camera. Yeah, I wish there was someone around with a video camera. Oh, yeah. look, there is. <laughs> and then he walks right up, and puts his face right in my camera, but. Um, yeah, he was just joking around, but he, he's, you know, some of these people are pretty funny. I got him and the, um, Nicholas Courtney on stage talking at a convention, so. That's, that's, that must be a, a fun one to watch. Yeah, it's mostly John Levine, and then once in a while, Nicholas Courtney said something, but it's mostly John Levine that talks. But anyways, um, anything more about this episode? Nope. I thought it was kind of a good mystery, and it was a little bit, you know, I had a creepy, scary type feel to it because of the uh, doppelgangers and all that. Yeah, I think that the you mentioned the nurse earlier. I thought she was pretty creepy looking, like they cast her, right? She was already creepy she looking. She plays the same role every time she's in Doctor Who. She plays a mean oh, has like, she been in maid, a... um, yeah. nurse, or whatever, or what, maybe... Or if she's in the Avengers, she, she plays like the same. She's got that yeah. resting bitch voice uh, face and all that. It's just like, bam. Well, and, and 
you know, that's probably the same thing with John, John Woodnut. I think he probably plays mostly villains, but I'm not sure. Anything else? Okay. Thanks for listening.